Welcome to the Buck Stops here, the official podcast of NottonHallofame.com, and I'm your host, the Buck, Kirk Buckner, owner, operator of NottonHallofame.com and its sister sites, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Today is season one, episode six of the Hall of Fame show, and Evan Nolan of Chicago, Illinois is back, and we're going to talk a few things, because it's been a bit of a slow week, but another look at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, specifically uh, with the omission of Tom Flores. A great article came out by Paul Gutierrez of ESPN, so we wanted to touch a bit on that. Uh, we also looked at the new rankings from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Baseball Hall of Fame on our site, thenottonhallofame.com, and some of the new entries, and one that should have been there last year. I'm going to fix that, I promise. Uh, we closed everything out with one with one other thought on the fictitious uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we talk about the, the newest members. That's something you can all vote on, and I certainly encourage you to all do so. Without further ado, here's Evan. Evan, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, actually, no, sorry, I, I, I'm not actually doing very well. I never said I was doing very well. Um, I'm so, sorry, I got confused. I thought I was Jim Crane for a second from his uh, press <laughs> conference today. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that with press, all those press conferences the Astros gave today? Uh, it, it's it, it's like a sorry, not sorry, but really we're sorry, but not sorry, but you know, let's move on, but we're sorry. Yeah. Do, do you do you remember when? Right, I know we brought this the Sarah stuff up before, but it reminded me because it's been so long since I thought about it. But remember when Andy Pettit uh, apologized? He said, "I did it. I only did it once. No other that." Was true or not? Who knows? But at least he came out and said I did it, and everyone sort of believed him. We moved on with that. Absolutely. And then, and then it made me think of. Do you remember Jason Giambi's doing it? Not clearly. Jason, Jason Giambi, they came, he came out and they're like, "I'd like to apologize to what I've done." And they're like, "Well, what'd you do? You know what I did." Like he never would actually <laughs> That's say, right. it. "Yes, I come out and do it." He's like, "You know what I did? Well, what was it? You know what I'm talking about." That was basically what they all did today, except for Jim Crane, who said, uh, I don't believe that this had any effect on the game. And then they said, wait, are you saying you don't believe this had any effect on the game? And he goes, no, I never said I never <laughs> did think this had any effect on the game. It's like, literally, you just said it. He repeated back to you what you said, and you literally said, no, I did not say that. Mm-hmm. He came off for, for a guy who uh, – who owns a logistics company that has been subject of an investigation for their hiring practices of women and minorities. Uh, it does, shouldn't surprise me that he's really bad at this PR stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the Astros just, they need to stop talking. I, I know they come out and do this, but they are looking worse and worse and worse every single time. Oh, and it's not going so, away. I mean, we've got a former Blue Jay suing, uh, suing, uh, is it suing MLB? Yeah, suing MLB saying that pretty much cost him because that game was the last one he ever pitched. Right, yeah. He gave up like seven runs or seven hits in a row without getting an out. And that was it basically for his career. It's an interesting case. No, it very much is. I'm, I'm sure one of those many that will be settled out of court, but he does have a case. He certainly does. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know if he does. It's going to be interesting. He could, He could claim that, but... It's not like Marty McSorley taking a bat to the head of uh, was it Donald Brashear, although Brashear kept playing. But had, like that's clearly a criminal act that caused it. Had Brashear never played again, this is a bending of the rules. I'm wondering, well, more than a bending of the rules. Uh, but this is, I'm wondering if there's actually if 
if something like that would actually happen. Because as far as I could tell, that would be the first time in the history of sports something like that would be upheld. That's a whole Pandora's box within a can of worms. Which is why it'll settle out of court for something. True. Yeah, that's true. But it's interesting because in spiritually, or my, my, my personal feeling about it is he has a case. But legally, I'm not actually sure he does because it would be completely unprecedented. So. Of course, you're in the land of Chicago where they indict people twice. Hey, if you're in a room with uh, five of the nine previous governors of Illinois, there's a 50% chance that you are in a jail cell. So, <laughs> yeah. Which kind of makes me proud, happy I'm a Canadian. I know this is sort of taking on a weird tangent, but you know, while I'm home, I, while I'm working and creating other content for the site, I'm either listening to sports or political content. Uh, mostly uh, American political content because in Canada, we don't do things like this. Our election process is 40 days. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime you can have the next president determined by the the 31st and 41st largest states in the union, you got to do it. So, <laughs> As much as I try to learn, I'll never understand so many things about American politics. But that could change. Yeah. Yeah, none of us understand them either. So we weren't the ones who set them up. We just inherited them. And apparently because it was good for people 250 years ago, we can't change it. Well, so was powdered wigs, apparently. Yeah, but anyway. uh, But we digress. Uh, So Yeah, nobody came to listen to uh, us talk about the Astros or the American political system. No, that'll be on another show uh, that will – I don't even know what we would call that. Politics in Astroland? Nah, forget it. I got nothing. <laughs> Damn, I was we, 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 need, we, need, we needed to spitball that more before we got it on the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I was trying too hard to come up with something funny, and usually that's when I fail. I, th- I thought I was going to come up with another one of my excellent puns, but yeah, the well, the well's a little dry, and also I'm sober, so it's, that's not really helping. Oh, me well, that, that, well there, there's your first problem. Yeah, well, I drank so. all my beer already last night. And, I didn't bother going to get some more ones. But anyway, this half-alcoholic, half-asshole, I thought we'd open up with uh, sort of going back to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just sort of the case of Tom Flores. And you and I both had the same same opinion. Actually, uh, you you, uh, sort of put that out there. It's like I think David Baker's trying to get get himself, make a Hall of Fame case for David Baker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you read the Paul Gutierrez article on ESPN? Yes, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, that was one of the things in that article that I was like, what are we doing here? That David Baker apparently basically guaranteed Flores that he'd be a shoe-in for a spot, which is always a dumb thing to do before a group of people vote. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who watches The Masked Singer. The last night we had Shaka Khan was eliminated from The Masked Singer and Rob Gronkowski is still going. So <laughs> bad decisions get made by voters all the time. <laughs> I, you know, it's, How, I, I don't actually if, watch if, that show, but I I, uh, I I do sort of follow. Well, I'm I'm, a, I'm 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 on Twitter all the time, so if something's trending, I always want to see why. So I'm actually up to up on what you're sort of discussing. But yeah, Shaka Khan can't even win a singing contest. No wonder she can't get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, it's, it was, I mean, first of all, I am a Patriots fan. We've discussed this many times. Rob Gronkowski 
not that he can't sing, but I'm not sure he knows what music is. And he beat out Shaka Khan. Now, granted, Shaka Khan doesn't have much stage presence because she's, you know, 75 to 80 years old, somewhere in there. And she was in a huge cost. It was probably hard for her to move around. And then Gronk is bouncing around in his tiger outfit like a crazy man. But there's just, yeah, poor, poor Chaka Khan. <laughs> well, and you know, I do feel for her. Huh? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Love it. Did you just have a sh- Did you just have a shot while I was telling that last part of the story? No, but I'm staring at <laughs> I'm staring at the fridge where the only thing I have left that's remotely alcohol is Bailey's. Which if I drink it, then I got to replace it because that's really for my wife. Bailey's in the tropics sounds like a strange combination. Hmm, I never really thought of that. I suppose. Well, yeah. Anyway, back back to Tom Flores. Yeah, yeah. So the the one thing though that uh, that I sort of took away from that article and. He did talk to Flores, so that that's and, and Flores is obviously disappointed. And he sort of reiterated that moment where he saw Cower, and Cower was uh, put in first. And he looked right. over to his wife and said, "That's it, I'm not getting in." Because I get- yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think I think we've discussed that Cower is certainly the weaker of the two guys you got in in terms of candidacy. Right. So Flores probably already figured what the writing was on the wall uh, a little bit ahead of me because I figured, okay, well, I guess it's either Flores or Coriel. Especially after mm-hmm. watching the NFC uh, game, and after the pre-show, Jimmy wasn't put in yet. They waited for halftime, which I guess was sort of all part of the master plan of drama. And again, great television, but bad for some of the individuals involved, Flores being one of them. Especially after Baker said, yes, you're shooing. And I guess another thing that sort of stuck out in that article to me was a lot of people in that uh, the, the main committee in that room understand or were to understand that there was going to be a special committee and the coaches were sort of out of their hand. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Well, if you wait, if you wait another year, well, Flores for sure, or whatever they might've been thinking, it's bound to get in for, for that next year. Maybe we focus on players spitballing again, but that may be the case. And that's kind of what Gutierrez it, alluded to. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's a tiny prosperous case and it, and there's one thing I think that good for the whole process, which is going to come out of this year's thing, it's that they finally separate the coaches out and they're not going up against players anymore. Um, and if, if that's going to be the case going forward, it may still be a short wait for Coriel and that one, and uh, Coriel and uh, Flores, who are the, I think the next two guys up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, First of all, one thing that Gutierrez did say in that article was that that Flores got jumped by two people who weren't in the national conversation, and I no, understand that that's true with Cower, but that's not yeah. true with Jimmy Johnson. No, not at all. Johnson's a, Johnson's been a finalist before. He's been a semifinalist a bunch of times on this. Now, should he should he have jumped? Should he have been on there before Flores? That's something you could debate. I mean, I would say Flores's overall record is probably. Slightly more impressive if you're just looking at the coaching, but with Jimmy Johnson, as we've said before, they got to look at the GM and 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 stuff like that. Uh, being him being GM and creating the draft chart and other things along those lines. So, I don't think Jimmy Johnson necessarily is a full jump. I I still don't understand why Coriel hasn't been in for a long time at this point, and Flores, of course, as well. But I don't think Johnson is a jump. Now, I think 
I think everybody is pretty much in agreement that that cower is a jump. Um, and how that exactly happened, I don't understand. The only reason I can think of is they is television. It's it's not a great reason, but I think that that induction of cower, if anyone was sort of the loser from that, it's Alan Fanica. No, oh, yeah, no, we yeah we talked about that last right. week. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely yeah, I mean. Yeah, again, yeah, guessing. I mean, Fanica definitely lost because of, in my opinion, lost because he was the fourth dealer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So either either way, a great article on that, and I sort of uh, commend, uh, you know, sort of like uh, Mr. Gutierrez for for talking with Tom and sort of like giving a little bit of insight because that is something that I do sort of like to hear from those who were chosen. But it's always more interesting when they're snubbed because the emotions are well, of course. Yeah. No. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, because you're go, go ahead. You're going to say something about emotions. Yeah, no, and uh, that's that's kind of uh, I guess why sort of news cycles always sort of focus on the bad. It's, it makes right. It makes for well, pe- better TV. I hate to say it. Yeah, that 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 song by uh, uh, was it John Fogerty, "Dirty Laundry." Is it? Like, uh, yeah, give, give us dirty laundry. It's all about the news. Is that John Fogerty? I thought it was. No, no it's not Don Henley. Henley. Sorry, it, it's Don Henley. Don oh. Henley's song "Dirty Laundry" is just all about like just give us uh, give us dirty laundry because that's what sells, and that's that's especially mm-hmm. what it is. But yeah, I was just looking at the people who dig in, Doctor. There's really nobody else who they could have surprised other than the coaches, because none of the other people who got elected are on TV all the time. Several of them are dead. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't release the uh, the pl- the players yet because they hadn't been voted on. So I guess I guess if there's a conspiracy theory, I can understand it. So a little bit. I mean, and mm-hmm. the, and I don't want to take this as a shot at, uh, on Cowher, who I think has a decent Hall of Fame resume. I, but there is a jump of the line, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It it, it it bothered me a little bit, sort of. Uh, Seeing, reading, reading that again. Uh, let's, I want to move on uh, to, again, sort of like looking back into the past here, sort of uh, my nod to Mark McGuire, not here to talk about the past, but I am. Uh, we've uh, revised uh, the baseball list and the foot and the rock and roll list, so that got done pretty quickly. Uh, shout out to my webmaster, uh, Mr. Theodore in uh, Winnipeg, the great city of Winnipeg where a million people choose to live even though it's minus 30 a lot of the time, and in the summer, the flies are the size of your fist. But great people, nevertheless. I, I've always heard that Winnipeg is just like living in Minnesota, only colder and with more mosquitoes. Yeah, that's that's about right. Which is crazy, because Minnesota's known for being cold and having mosquitoes. Yeah, and well, <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg's, what, about six, uh, six or eight hours north of driving. Of Minneapolis or yeah. of Minnesota itself? Well, of Minneapolis. Oh, okay. You have Minneapolis. I should I should have clarified that. Yeah, because to the border, I believe it's about an hour and a half too. I'm trying to remember how long it okay. took me to do that. Because I, I, I actually I was in Winnipeg not that long when on my cross country trek to move to Barbados. Just was easier to move without because of the dog. But that's a a, a a different segue. But again, shout out to to Theodore. For doing everything that he does, it's much appreciated. And he got the rock and roll stuff up very, very quickly. And thank you for you. Thank, thank you for yourself. Because for whatever reason, I must have been drinking when I started looking at that. I was looking at the wrong year. 
So oh, <laughs> at least yeah. I've got the right ear yeah. people to put in. Shot yeah, at that, myself. That, that, that's good. Well, you, you just got confused because you and I, well, at least when we based our list, mm. originally were using um, Future Rock Legends, which is a great website and yes. people should go visit. They have incredible content. Um, but they, they always have uh, like 2021 or the 2020 election, which is for 2021. Uh, we got confused this year because the 2020 2019 election was in 2020. Yeah. And because they, they pushed everything back. Uh, that, that's, that's an easy mistake. And I'm also easily confused. <laughs> Particularly when you're not drinking. Yeah, well, uh, I'm Canadian. That's what we do. Uh, so Kraftwerk remains yeah. number one, uh, barely. But uh, number two and number three, brand new. I've got, we've got Jay-Z at number two, Foo Fighters at number three. And you said a few weeks ago that you think they're a lock to both get to get in right away. They are. Uh, I don't think anyone thinks otherwise. Mm-hmm. They, that, I mean, they should. I mean, that, cra- crazy things have happened. Radiohead didn't get in there first time, but I mm-hmm. have a hard time believing that those, those are two artists who are still very, very active and have huge fan bases. Mm-hmm. They want to have a big group of people coming in then, and there are no real fighting. There's no fighting going on with anybody unless you count, you know, Solange and Jay-Z in the, <laughs> in the, in the elevator. Um, but there's no real fighting with them. They're all going to show up. Uh, that, that would be a coup for, for the rock hall and for their concert. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd have a hard time believing that they won't elect both of them. Yeah, so I mean, like that's pretty much a lock. I want to go through some of the other new ones and just sort of get your take on it. Whether you uh, think it's uh, too high, too low, or uh, how come they're not on the list at all? Uh, so another top fifty. Uh, we got Sleater Kenny at forty-seven. Yeah, so Sleater Kenny was one who a lot of people thought was eligible last year for some reason, and you and I both agree are eligible for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sleater Kenny is a very important uh, band. Uh, I think that 47 based off of, based off of all, some of the other folks you have on here is pretty fair. Um, you, your, your list for whatever reason, um, doesn't, doesn't usually have that many women towards the top. It just doesn't. Um, because and so, there's not a whole lot of women who should be there. No, well, I mean, Tina Turner should be somewhere in your top 10, but uh... in my opinion, Tina Turner is one of the 100 greatest artists of all time. Sure. But a lot of what she did was with Ike. But her, her, career, her career on her own is greater than her career with Ike. Sure. She also didn't write any of her material. Okay. So we're... That, okay. Part of that, right. that, that so, does this, matter this, this, to This isn't the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Nah. This is the Rock and Roll I, Hall I, of Fame. I, I, I agree with you. But that, that is a factor. Either way, she has moved up every year because votes that come in do count and we count towards it. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms, in terms of where other people are, Slater Kenny at 47 seems pretty fair. Okay. Answer that question. Ah. I'm guessing that when I put out my article about why uh, why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at 7.7% women is somewhat accurate, you may not like that one, but okay. No, yeah, but, but but no, but you you and I have discussed this. I yes. just think there are certain there there are certain people who it doesn't matter if they're men or women. Like the, uh, Tina Turner 
not being in the Hall of Fame on her. Tina Turner on her own, uh, according to billboards from a few years ago, without Ike, was like the 86th greatest artist of all time. Hmm. Everyone else ahead of her who's eligible to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in, except for her. So I, I just I have trouble with her being... She specifically is the person I have trouble with her being so low on the list. So, Actually, where is she now? Let me take a look at that. Uh, yeah, moved up to 113. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I, there, aren't, there aren't 113 apps better than, than Tina Turner. The notinhalloffame.com so. committee sort of will work on that. So that's that's my opinion. I am I am yeah. the one one man crying into the wilderness. No, no, it's but, and it's a fair one. I think one of the, I, I think her Acid Queen is one of the great greatest uh, rock albums. Period. Not regardless of gender. I mean, if if there if there's, I'd put her her rock and roll voice and not pop voice, rock and roll voice among the top fifty ever. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. So. Anyway, continue. Who else you got? Uh, Chemical Brothers, 121. Yeah, Chemical Brothers is interesting. So uh, something you may not know is that uh, I pretty much all of my friends from growing up, we went to a lot of, uh, of techno clubs and, 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 uh, and things like that in the Boston area. Uh, and Chemical Brothers is in heavy rotation uh, amongst all of my friends all over the place. So I, I'm probably higher in Chemical Brothers than the average person uh, going through a trance and, and everything else. Uh, so 122 seems maybe a little high just overall how I feel about things in terms of how the rest of the world views it, but I'm pretty happy with them being where they are. Okay. Uh, Modest Mouse, 155. Hmm. Give me the argument. For them at this spot? Yeah. You think it's too high or too low? I think it's high off the top of my head. Okay. Well, part because of- you, 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 you told me you'd be talking about this, but you didn't tell me where, where exactly what we were talking about coming in. So I'm reacting to this on the fly. Let me see, let me see who they're around. Uh, above them, uh, Bad Religion, below uh, Lenny Kravitz. I put Lenny Kravitz above the uh, above Modest Mouse. Lenny Kravitz though um, is getting killed on the rant and the votes coming in, and I do have to take that in consideration. Modest Mouse is did pretty well because uh, you can vote on people who are eligible up to the next five six years if an article is put up on them. So taking that into consideration, uh, the high acclaim that they did have, uh, an indie band that sort of made made good at one point in time. I thought it would my when when I sort of in, injected them at that spot. I thought maybe that's a little high, and at the same time, I thought maybe it's a little bit too low in terms of overall critical acclaim. Not that that should have full bearing, but it, but it has some. Kravitz, I don't know why he gets destroyed from voters on the site. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't know why either. I mean, I'm just so I'm finally on that page. I'm looking at the people on either side here. Um, I'm just looking at the cases. Uh, pretty much everyone in front of them. The Turtles, Eric Bean, Rakeem, John Mayall, Pet Shop Boys, Minute Oil, Cindy Lauper, Mariah Carey, Grassroots, Billy Idol, Violent Femmes, Bad Religion. I have all of those guys ahead of Modest Mouse. Which they are. And then looking afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. And then after there were Lenny Kravitz, Diana Ross, Janet Dean, Huey Lewis in the News, 
who Huey Lewis and News to his, to his credit says that they never set out to make rock and roll music. They just set out to, to find out, find how long they could stay on stage and play music in front of people. Um, but I, I certainly think Huey Lewis's impact on music and everything is higher than Modest Mouse's. But again, maybe that's just me. I know Modest Mouse is an indie band that has a lot of acclaim and mm-hmm. Huey Lewis is a radio band uh, that has likes listing cities in their songs. Um, <laughs> but in, in Cleveland, I, I, Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have, I think personally I would have some of those guys. I think it's too high. Okay. Uh, so, but, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, fair, definitely fair enough. Uh, this one I struggled with, uh, votes are super high, actually higher than any other one who actually no third highest, of anyone debuting this year, I pers and they're, I personally find them a little overrated as a group. But trying to respect the audience, uh, Ramstein, Ramstein. Ah, oh, yeah. You think it's a part German? I, uh, I, I could say this better, but I can't. Uh, Two twenty three. Uh, that's again. I I don't know exactly who they're around. That seems a little high to me. Uh, it's tough also because. Hard rock and, and metal is hard for anyone to get in. I mean, if Judas Priest can't get in, then who else is getting in? Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't, yeah. So you do the top 500, right? Yeah. Well, it's actually not 588. Yeah. It's 588? Yeah, because eventually the plan is to get it to 1,000. So rather than just sort of like. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, so just sort of keeping everything there. So. Yeah, because uh, baseball will get to an even 300. Football is going to stay at an even 300. Uh, wrestling will get to 400. And then everything will sort of be fixed at that. So that's why it's at a weird... Is it 588 or 587? Uh, but it's... Well, yeah. So you're, 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 not, you're not going back and adding bands that haven't made the list before from previous years. You're just adding I, new bands on. Uh, I, no, I, I will be adding other ones. And there will be a couple that... And a podcast coming up with uh, Alex Voltaire in Singapore that I want to get your opinion on, who are not on this list, and I think they probably will be, and at a at a rank much, inputted at a relatively good rank, and I want your take on it. But uh, that's putting the cart before the horse. Uh, and Ramsey's still going, still doing. I think they're doing an arena tour right now in the U.S. Yeah, they had something on that. They were giving away tickets on the radio here to show they're doing Chicago. Uh, I was at a, that event that I was at last Thursday. Uh, that they were playing, uh, or they were announcing it on the radio as I was pulling into the event. So, so maybe th- maybe that'll be the German group that gets in before Kraftwerk. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> that would be odd, but yeah, yeah, it's possible, I suppose. Either that or Nana. I'm, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for Scorpions, but you know, there's also Nana. Yeah, Nana, I was going to say Falco, but I think he was Austrian. So. What was that in The Simpsons? Thank you, Taco, for your tribute to Falco. Or was it thank you, Falco, for your tribute to Taco? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that line, line specifically, but. Because yeah, one of them performed, I guess, at the Springfield yeah. Elementary. It's back to Nana, sort of. I, I'm, I'm the king of the Segway, but hey, it's my show. I can do this. So remember being you can you are the you are the commission. I am, I am. Uh, maybe I don't know if I'm as good a commission as uh, as Goodell, but I try. 
fuck. Just I can't I can't wait till Goodell gets to the the Hall of Fame now that Tagley moves in. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be a fun show. But yeah, as a, as a kid, yeah. I was traumatized by uh, the the Nana ninety nine left balloons video. She raised her arms in the air, and there was a small village of armpit hair coming out, and I had never seen that before on a female. <laughs> and I know there's yeah, I was hmm? good. No, I was gonna say yeah, no, I, I know go there's ahead, like a body hair movement for women now, and. If I sound old school, yeah, I'm just not part of that train, and I never will be. But that's that's my comments on German pop singers <laughs> of the 1980s. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Who's the next up on your list? <laughs> okay. Uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, 255. Uh, I honestly have no opinion of them because I don't really know them that well to answer that question. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, now I'm just worried that uh, my dog's going to get all excited here because there's activity outside. His no, 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 past his chance to join the podcast. Uh, Garbage at 266 had one of my most favorite albums of the entire 90s. Garbage is one of my three favorite bands of all time. Oh, okay. So I, I listen to, well, I honestly listen to their greatest hits album at this point. It's in, I have like eight CDs in my car and it's one of them. I listen to it pretty much before every soccer game I play, oh. believe it or not, uh, uh, right, whatever. It's a weird album to get you going, but for whatever reason it does with me. Um, so I clearly think they're too low. <laughs> yeah. If, if, I, um, if I was ever like in mixed martial arts, uh, Val would have been my entrance music. Oh yeah. That would be a good song. It would have been I am milk. No, it would not be I am milk. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about uh, uh, other women. Uh, what another one of my personal favorites? Uh, I'm hoping I didn't sort of put her too high because of it. Uh, 277, Natalie Merchant. I also love Natalie Merchant. Uh, I think I told you the summer I, we had our uh, our town's um, September Fest, uh, and they had the 10,000 Maniacs without Natalie Merchant, and it was weird. So it was like um, 9,999 9, Maniacs? Yes, not, yes. And uh, the lead singing Maniac was the flute player. And mm. she, had, she had a great voice, but no stage presence. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Natalie Merchant definitely deserves to be on this list. I don't know if she'll ever get in, uh, but she, she definitely deserves to be on the list. Uh, Super Furry Animals, 372. Can't say I know a ton about them either. Okay. Uh, so, so can you tell me something about super furry animals? Crazy, weird, acclaimed band from Wales never made it on this side of the pond. There you go. I, that's why I've never heard of them. <laughs> so, I mean, I have them on my list uh, for this year, but I haven't done my full deep dive in everybody. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't say I know crazy furry animals that well. And just uh, two more, because uh, as again, it's sort of weird because this goes to five eighty-seven. Jewel five twenty-one. Yeah, Jewel probably deserves to be on here. Although, if she ever got in the the rock, people would go insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's she probably deserves to be on the list somewhere. So the rock, not surprised. The rock people go insane no matter what goes on. Well, that's true. Yeah. And air at five twenty-nine. Yeah, towards the back end, make, make sense to air. Uh, did you, is Wilco someone you had up for last year or, or and not this year? Uh, I think uh, they're not eligible yet, are they? Wilco should be eligible this year, I think. 
let's uh, take a look here. Because I, I don't have them on there, so that might be something that I'll gladly correct. Because I don't, I didn't think that they were eligible yet. Let's take. I a could look. be wrong. No, I was thinking, I had I had them from a previous year being eligible, and then when I did my big dive, deep dive last year. I put them in eligible for this year for whatever reason. If, if uh, I've so. missed them, oh, they are eligible, and I've um, I've omitted them. I've got to fix that. Okay, so the, the only the, looking at my list, and it's possible they were like we've said before. One of the biggest problems we have with the Rock Hall is that nobody knows who's actually eligible. So uh, some of the ones that I have here, who I think are eligible, which I'm a little surprised didn't show up, um, uh, presidents of the USA. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing them out there. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, uh, actually, I have Sugar Ray, and I don't think Sugar Ray should ever be on the list. But I did have to say, I heard uh, Sugar Ray's fly on the uh, classic rock station here in Chicago uh, on Monday, and just thought to myself, "Oh my God, this is wrong in like 17 levels." <laughs> so. First of all, they're not rock. Second of all, they're not classic. And third, oh my God, fly. So please don't, please don't pass that to future generations. Let's keep good, good music going. Uh, ben Folds Five is another one. Almost, yeah. I, they they were just on the edge. Okay, uh, and Incubus. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. just I'm just throwing them out there. And then the other one, who's I, much more important to me because I'm from Boston, is Guster. Um, but that's uh, yeah, that that's was, a that, that was, that was al almost there too. Uh, Wilco, yeah. yeah, I'm actually I don't know how I sort of missed that, so I've got to sort of fix that. Where would you put them? Uh, well, certainly above the super furry animals. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> how about Fella uh, and King Sunny? A I, Day? I mean, I, I I think I think there's an argument to be made that they could get in at some point, not this year. They're not a first ballot, but someone can make an argument for them at some point. I won't give them like a a fifty percent chance of getting in, but I, yeah, maybe I, twenty. I, I've got to put maybe in the a top. twenty percent chance at some point. Yeah, I think the, they're going to go. Um, if I've got uh, Hushkerdu, I just like saying that Hushkerdu in top fifty, then Wilco's got to be there too. So I've, that's uh, thank you for that because that is a massive omission that usually I think I don't I don't miss. But clearly, I did on that but, one. But, I've even found my write-up originally for it too when I had had them in the future. So I don't know how I lost that. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself up though. Like I said, because if they would just give us a list of who's eligible every year, that'd make everyone's lives so much easier. <laughs> oh, that it would. But why why would they want to do things to make things easier? And why would they want to be transparent? And why would they want to do base it in Cleveland? But that's three things, neither here nor there. Right. Uh, so in, in the last podcast that's going to be going up soon uh, with, with Alex, uh, he one, one act that he sort of is predicting, a uh, bit tongue-in-cheek, but I never really gave this act a whole lot of credence, and maybe I'm wrong, and I'm starting to think that because other people have brought this up. What's your take on Weird Al Yankovic, and am I wrong that he's not on this list? It's funny that you brought that up because as soon as I didn't haven't heard the podcast because it's not up, but as soon as you started talking, I'm like, he's going to ask him a weird out. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I knew instantaneously. I think Weird Al, uh, first of all, on a on a list in order level, I feel like Doctor Demento needs to get in just somehow first. Uh, but let's be honest, Doctor Demento is never getting the Rock or Hall of Fame. 
But I think Weird Al actually has a legitimate shot of getting in. He's one of the top-selling artists of all time. Mm-hmm. He's got 15 albums. He's been relevant for, well, his first album came out, what, 81? Somewhere around there? So he's been eligible. He's been relevant for almost forty years at this point. Um, uh, I still remember uh, when he was uh, last year. He came out with his uh, Hamilton polka, <laughs> which he did live. Which he did live with um, with Jimmy Fallon and Lin Manuel Miranda on Fallon's show, um, and and. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda said uh, the first the first person who called him as soon as he heard it was Questlove, uh, who was a huge Weird Al fan, massive. And Questlove told him, it doesn't matter what else you do for the rest of your career. I don't care how many Emmys, Grammys, Tonys you win. Weird Al did one of your songs. It's the greatest, <laughs> the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. <laughs> um, so I yes, I think you're wrong for not having Weird Al on there because I think there is a there is a puncher's chance that he could get in if and somebody would actually bring him into the room and make a make an argument for it. Where would you put him? Uh, that's an interesting question. I wouldn't put him in the top hundred, um, but I wouldn't put him maybe after two fifty either. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere in there is that I kind of consider that zone should be the people who have a 10% chance of ever getting in, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd say somewhere between 100 and 250. So I, other than that, I don't know. All right. So since, I, I, since I'm like going to do a couple quick revisions, we'll go again to the band. I apologize uh, for the record as I'm just really bringing up the page that I had before that was sort of like backlogged. Uh, they actually had on the site ninety six point seven percent support. Yeah, if you go to um, go to um, Future Rock Legends page, they talk about who's getting in based and how many votes they have. The, you could base it off of the size of the font of the band. Yes, and we'll go for this up. Yeah, it's a great way to figure out who people actually think deserves to be in. And Wilco's is one of the largest for this year. Um, so. They, they, I'm not surprising that they have that much support. They are uh, they're a band that a lot of people like yes. and are clearly very talented. And that's so. something that I'm going to see if I can get that fixed next week so that we have something else to talk about other than the Basketball basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Weird Al mm-hmm. will be sort of added later. Uh, the other one that name that sort of came up, and I, I'll admit that there's a lot... I try to do this without as much personal bias as possible and do as much research, but... At the end of the day, we're humans, and that's sometimes why I try to be a little nicer with other voters. Like, okay, well, because you're human. Thoughts get in the way. It just does. Uh, one person that that came up on that show that I don't have ranked, and maybe I should, is Gloria Estefan. Yeah, um, she's probably someone who would get some consideration, too. Um yeah, I, I feel like Gloria Estefan uh, is somebody else who you probably should have ranked. Where, I can't tell you. Um, but it, it, she should probably uh, be on the list somewhere. Right, so three of, three things that I've got to work on. Uh, some expert I am. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there are only like 2,900 bands for you to choose from. Oh, that's so. true. That's true. 
And I did manage to get two people from Africa on the list, so there's that. And one of them nice. was not Africa Abambada. Yeah, well, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, for all the people you have on there, there's, you know, this year we also have Mushroom Head and Kenny Wayne Shepherd and the Delgados and the Country Teasers and Cat Power and yeah, the Cat Boards Power of Canada. Was, Cat Power and Boards of Canada, both of them. I had very strong consideration of moving into the big one, but I, Cat Power almost <laughs> did. No, I'm serious. I almost did with Cat Power. Really? Yeah, serious. Hmm. But my, my point is, like, there's still a whole bunch of others out there. I, I was just picking people that were going to probably a little bit lower on my list. Mm-hmm. But there's still a whole bunch of other people out there who you don't have in that list. Is, is there, like, Semisonic is eligible this year, um, yeah. who, again, is one-hit wonder, but a much better band than their one hit. Uh, so, I mean, there, there are all sorts of, we could choose from. It's just hard to make sure you have everybody. So, so. We're, saying, we're saying it's closing time for them making the list. <laughs> yeah. What, again, another one of the most misunderstood songs ever written. So people think that's about a bar and it's actually about giving birth. It is. So. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. This room, this room won't be open until your brother or your sister comes. Yeah, I'd rather think of it as a bar song. It is not. It is a. Uh, it is a. Uh, my wife's about to give birth. Song. So, anyway, now that I have that disturbing thought in your mind, uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, yeah, there's two, two other things I sort of want to want to go through. Uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. I got two new entries, and this is the first time that I have nobody new of note. Nobody. There's just two new entries. Uh, eventually, the baseball list is going to get to 300. And the two people I added, if they weren't added, I don't think anyone would have noticed. Uh, Mark Burley come, will be, debut at number 74. And okay. Tim Hudson to debut at 102. I don't see either of them getting in. Burley, I think for him, a win would, would be if he gets at least 3 or 4%, maybe creeps up to 5 Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, Burley might stay on uh, just because they've cleared so many people off over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think both those guys should at least be on your list. Yeah. So. Yeah, and those are the only two. Tory Hunter didn't, but he will when it expands to 300. Yeah, Hunt, yeah I was going to say, like, the top, I think we've talked about this before, the yeah. top people coming in are. That I, that I have are Burley, Hudson, Torrey Hunter, Dan Heron, Barry Zito, A.J. Burnett, Aramis Ramirez, Shane Victorito, Grady Sizemore, and Nick Swisher. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of those people are <laughs> close to first ballots. No. So I think I think Burley's got the best chance of staying on. So I think it makes sense he's the highest. Yeah, and so like, uh, just for context, uh, right now uh, Burley, the guy above him... Reggie Smith below Charlie Buffington. Well, Reggie Smith is certainly better than at least one Hall of Famer. Um, sorry, <laughs> I can't I can't get over that election from a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> I know exactly uh, who you mean. Yeah, uh, we don't need to bring it up again. But yeah, I mean that that seems pretty fair. Where do you, well, I'm sorry, I forgot. Where do you have Hudson? Oh, Hudson uh, in the because this right now is at a hundred and. 106. Actually, sorry, no, 104. 
because again, it's going to expand to 300. I just didn't knock people off or just like freeze it at 100. Hudson comes in at 102. Okay. Who's the last person on your list? Larry Jackson. Wasn't he the neighbor on Three's Company? No, that would be Larry Dallas. Oh, sorry. I know Man, you're quick. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I know this because, you know, like I have almost a similar type of uh, chest hair pattern. Oh, well, again, now there's a disturbing image in my mind. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's... I think those are the I think those are the two correct people to add for this list. If you're only at 104, so. yeah, that, those are the only two that were sort of worth adding. Three leaving. Just a quick recap: Ted Simmons, Derek Jeter, and Larry Walker. Go Canada. Go Canada, indeed. And yeah, we're going to close off with uh, the or the official. Well, it's already it's already up on the site, but we haven't talked about it yet this yet, and we said we would. The 2019 fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how we missed it. I don't know. I, again, I, I drink a lot, and uh, the '90s were good to me. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's pretty much my go-to excuse every time I make a mistake. Well, you know, like yeah. I, I have to say, I'm I'm pretty happy with this class. Um, I think one of these bands should have been in a while ago, which is Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, Stillwater is. Uh, well, although no hits came out of that movie, like say that the Oneaters with that thing you do, um, that movie is fantastic. It's completely believable. Uh, like that band, that I think you say on the site that there was a band named Stillwater who gave their okay uh, to once they read the script. Um, but that that band seems like it existed um, and uh, was absolutely fabulous. That movie's awesome. And the music that they that it was was uh, what's the name from Heart wrote it right. Uh, I, th- I Nancy, thought. I, uh, well, I thought I thought Cam- I thought the husband wrote it. No, no, no. Wrote the music though. Oh, wrote the music. Cameron, okay. Yeah, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Crowe wrote the movie and, and directed it, but I can't think of his wife's name right now. She's from that, Heart, and I can't think. That of would her be name. Nancy Wilson, who also played Nancy Wilson, Hot Girl in Car in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Hey, everyone's got to start somewhere. Um, yeah, but she was but, by that uh, point. She was already established because she was already dating Cameron Crowe at the time. Ah, uh, okay, interesting. My favorite one of those little cameos is still Jane Weedland from uh, from the Go Go's in Clue. Um, that's a singing Telegram girl. Well, she was but also anyway. she was also dynamite as Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which gave us oh, that is also true. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it gave us Wild Stallions, one of another inductee into the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Everything cool. is circular. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I voted for Wild Stallions, but still Walker should have been in first. Yeah, um, but it doesn't matter. They they're in. That's that's a that's a good place for them. Um, I also have been a big supporter of Otis Day and the Knights. Yeah, so. that, that one made me very, very happy. And just to, sort of to go back uh, to this, the voting on this is open for everyone. My vote is the same as your vote, as the same as anyone's votes. So it's all based on whoever get, gets the most votes, period. That's it. That's it. That's all. Right. And, and once you vote, you're locked out from voting again. Right. So, uh, so we are not stuffed in the ballot box. We can only vote once. No, if if I did, it wouldn't have been the third inductee, Bleeding Gums Murphy. He wasn't even popular anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that's in. No, that that's not correct because Bleeding Gums Murphy and Marvin Monroe were not popular characters. Yeah. So, uh, definitely the worst or, uh, oral hygiene of anyone on the list. Yes. Um, and, and that includes the band from the seventies. Um, that, incl- that, that includes uh, Shane McGowan. Shane McGowan, lead singer of the Pogues. Oh, okay. I was like, I know that name. Um, he has bad oral hygiene, and I just don't know this. Uh, well, just Google Shane McGowan and teeth. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, how, how many how many of these imbecile images are we going to give each other this evening? I, um, I, I I'll, I'll close at that. <laughs> I, th- I, I, uh, I, I, I think my furry body and. Uh, and Shane's teeth, yeah, that's a perfect male package. Huh. Nice. Sorry, ladies, I'm taken. Um, uh, yeah, Bleeding Gums Murphy is uh, an interesting choice. The Simpsons are super popular, and, and uh, particularly among people of our generation. Um, so it's not shocking he's there, but uh, he probably is. Who is, is he or Wild Stallions probably less deserving of being in? In your opinion. Oh, Bleeding Gums Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy had uh, one album, Wild Stallion Saved the World. Fair point. Fair point. So. So I don't know how they're going to do a Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, I don't know either. But I'm I'm excited to see what it is. I am too. I am too. It probably will lead to more candidates. And you never know. Uh, one of the big, big come, uh, up and coming ones, which shows that I guess younger people are why coming on coming to the site. Adonis Creed keeps getting votes in the fictitious uh, athlete hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adonis Creed. Like, Adonis Creed uh, deserves the vote. So, um, yeah, have has the voting started for the yes. twenty twenty? Right. Yes, it has. Okay. So you just go to the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just click on voting, and then all the preliminary candidates will come up. Uh, we were going to add contributors, but we just didn't get it done in time, so that'll be for the 2021 class. Contributors being like fictional disc jockeys, uh, managers. Imagine, like in all the research for that, finding a manager that wasn't crooked was pretty hard. There's very few. Mm. Yeah. Well, isn't, isn't the disc jockey just the entire cast of WKRP in Cincinnati? I will be very upset if Dr. Johnny Fever is not a first ballot inductee. But yeah, it, it, I, I will as well. That's pretty much who I think has to be has to get in right away, whether he does or doesn't. That's up to you, America, Canada, Barbados, and anyone else who does that, and also the Russian hackers who still decide <laughs> to sort of flood the comment section that I have to delete uh, for online gaming, uh, penis enlargement, uh, brides, essays, uh, a lot of other things. Mm. Sometimes they're not, sometimes they're in Russian, which, okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to click on that. Yeah, probably not, but who knows? Um, so do you have any, anyone you think, uh, who's outstanding who really needs to get in, in your opinion? Oh, for the fictitious rock hall? Yeah. Archies. The Archies are way up there. Yeah, the Archies, uh, I'm sure Gem and the Holograms, Josie and the Pussycats are still out there. Uh, the Banana Splits are still out there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, who else was I thinking? It was somebody else I was thinking of the other day who well, you, uh, you brought up in, you brought up WKRP. So my favorite one-off of all time, Scum of the Earth. Scum of the Earth. Yeah, so there, there was like <laughs> one, yeah one episode uh, in season one, and uh, clearly I either remember a lot or I just rewatched the whole thing because one of the pirate channels I have just replays every WKRP. But that's neither here nor there. And uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, they, they, they play uh, where, yeah, we're just like a sort of rock band. The first one that they're, that WKRP is promoting once they went rock and then they, they decided they didn't want to play. And yeah, one of the guys on there was what Michael DeBars. Who would have, cool. yeah. And I've, another one was in uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, there you go. Uh, Winslow Leach, the Phantom. The Phantom. I don't actually. I don't think I know that one. Uh, 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 Phantom of the Paradise. I don't think I know. Okay, that one. so I did your the homework you asked me. I watched that San Diego song. Eesh. Yes. Okay. Yours is a little tougher because it's a ninety-minute thing. So this movie scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid, uh, which also dates me. But whatever. Okay, I'm old. That's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Still have all my hair, so I've done pretty well. Including okay. Uh, so, you know, Phantom of the Paradise is the take of Phantom of the Opera. Uh, it's Brian Palma's first movie, I think. Okay. And it's, it's, it's this whole thing on a whole rock opera. I, I can send you a link on where, where you can sort of find it easy. Okay. And it, Winslow Leach, he's, he's this nerd singer-songwriter who becomes uh, disfigured when his head gets caught in, in, a, in a record press. And yeah, which yeah, could happen. Put your uh, head. Yeah. It's, you know, it's sort of like a, a, an awful way to sort of have that happen to you. But yeah, you know, the worst things, I suppose being a member of Nickelback is one. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then you get Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Again, on behalf of Canada, we're sorry. You have to imagine whatever yeah. kid they had has to be the most unwelcome musical blasphemy that will ever emerge. It's like the, mm, you did also give us Justin Bieber. Justin can still redeem himself. Have you seen the new picture of him? He looks older than me, and I'm 16 years older than he is. Uh, no, I I haven't. He looks creeptastic. It was the meme going around the internet a couple days ago. Uh, he stole Billy Crudup's mustache from his Stillwater days. Oh, no. And he, he, he literally, someone put on a meme that he now looks like 2020 Justin Bieber looks like he'd have a van where he's trying to convince 2010 Justin Bieber to get inside. <laughs> so. Well, we, we gave the world rush, so I think we get a pass on a lot of things. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the rest of this movie. So like the, the owner of the paradise. It's it's a movie uh, movie theater that not movie theater. Sorry, it's a music concert hall, and the, the, it's run run by Swan Records. Head of head of Swan is uh, Paul Williams. Okay, one of my favorite actors, especially when I was a kid because I I was short. I finally grew up to five eight. I was so happy about that. But it's like okay, I thought because I thought it was only to get up to five foot two, and here's this guy, and he's getting all these ladies. And he was blonde, like I was. 
Okay. But can't be shit. Uh, music's actually pretty good. And another useless fact on this, this was not a box office hit except for one city in the entire world, which was Winnipeg. Ah, well, that explains why I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that for me is one that I, th- I would personally love to see in. Uh, another another obscure film, uh, The Fabulous Stains. That one I don't know either. Uh, Diane Lane played... It's just funny, the second podcast in a row I'm mentioning this because that came up on the one with Alex. Uh, Diane Lane and... Uh, oh, God. Uh, Laura Dern are in this. Okay. Film in 1980, and it's this uh, all-girl punk band. Oh, cool. Where they eventually morph into the Go-Go's. Cool. It actually, it actually is. It's, it's pretty good. So that's your homework, and I'm sparing you Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Okay. Uh, I was just looking at the list. Uh, I was trying to see. I haven't gotten there yet. Is uh, Nick Rivers on here? You can, you can vote for Nick Rivers, yes. Excellent, because uh, Keep Surfing USA, is, is that, that whole movie is fantastic. I haven't watched that uh, one Val in Kil- so long. Val Kilmer's first film or second film? I can't remember if that or Real Genius came out first. Ooh. Uh, I don't but know. But that, that is a fabulous, fabulous movie. So next week, I guess we're looking, well, not guess, we are. We'll be looking at the Basketball Hall of Fame. They're making their announcement tomorrow as to who the finalists are. The only thing that's going to be really interesting to me is whether Chris Bosch is on that list. I have a feeling they're just going to hold him over for one year just to get some kind of star name for the, for the 2021 class, but I could be wrong. Well, Bosch will be a finalist. I, should, I shouldn't say that he won't be. Yeah, but Bosch will definitely be a finalist, but I don't know if he'll make it into the hall this year. Yeah, I, I don't think he will, and I don't know that he wants to. You know, just for that reason, when he could headline himself. And right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Paul Pierce is next year, but Bosch and Paul Pierce going together is fine. So who would you put as the headliner, Bosch or Pierce? I'm for Boston. It's Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Pierce is the second leading scorer and for the most storied franchise of all time. Oh, and another so. thing you'll, you'll have to check out the top 50 Boston Celtics are now up. Yeah. I was flipping through that, uh, briefly the other day when it came out, uh, there, I, I have to think about it. There's some people who I think are a little too low, and there's some people I think are a little too high. But I have to, I have to really sit down and go through it to figure out exactly where I think people should actually be. Yeah. So. And yeah, just uh, for for those uh, who haven't sort of taken a look at that, that's actually based on an algorithm too. So uh, it's based on a combination of wind shares, bore, per, and traditional stats. So a lot oh, of the, interesting. So, yeah. So a lot of that, and then. And also adding any kind of playoff accomplishments. So if you've got two players that are predominantly equal, if one player happened to sort of uh, get some more playoff playoff time in, that would propel him over player A over player B. Because I always find that uh, with most uh, athletic halls of fame, they just overlook playoffs, even in sports like basketball, where I don't know how you overlook that. Right. So that that's sort of a, an exi- that's sort of where that comes from, but yeah. Any parting thoughts for this day? Uh, this sh- should come out the day after Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I. I mean, we're going to have the class of three, and then some others. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know necessarily if there's anything that's going to surprise us. I think it's going to be 
pretty much a list that you're going to expect. There might be some folks from the seventies that pull back up. You're like, Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that person. Um, uh, and there's going to be teams. There's going to be coaches from college and all that other stuff. High school. Um, but they, they can't necessarily predict. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, there's only three people anyone really cares about in this class, unless there's somebody who I'm missing. Um, and only two of them, unfortunately, are going to be there. So It will be a special e- evening for sure. Uh, not quite the evening of the Basketball Hall of Fame intended, but, you know, it's, it's the one you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for me, it's, I think there's a few players that I'm sort of wondering if they might – sort of uh, just squeak onto a ballot and that's sort of like a win for them. Like uh, players like Jack Sigma, for example, but we'll see. Yeah. Or Chris Weber. Weber will probably, um, yeah. Weber actually wasn't a finalist the first time he was eligible. Yeah, I know. I was, I was looking at a list they said in, uh, from a couple years ago on ESPN, they said the odds of him getting in were just 14% for whatever algorithm or whatever they used. Well, so. I think what they what sort of always happens is they actually say, well, everything he did at Michigan didn't count. Well, I mean, but it should because they, it counts for everybody else. No, so. I, I I totally agree, but I think that I think literally that's what keeps him out is is the issue with the NCAA. Not not the timeout, just the fact that. Uh, the the whole booster scandal, which hopefully will sort of go away after. The, some players can actually profit off of their image while they're playing college, making millions of dollars for other people. But that's a soapbox for another time. Right. The other thing that maybe might come out this week, by the way, uh, they voted on the all decade team for the NFL. We haven't seen it yet. That's yeah. I'm wondering why that, that hasn't come out yet. So we definitely will be talking about that. And maybe we should almost uh, rank the chances for all of those guys. Yeah, well, one of the interesting things I think is it. So all the like the sporting news and SI and all of them have come out with their all-decade teams, and so far it's been unanimous a quarterback with Tom Brady getting the top spot. Mm-hmm. It's be interesting to see who the second person is. Breeze, whether it's Breeze or Rogers, though. I think it should be Breeze. I'm not going to be shocked if it's Rogers, though. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. I, I, I'm trying to take off my Saints hat while I say this. I mean, I really think it should be Breeze, and I think there's a, a strong case for it. If there's a third team, it's it's Rodgers, and it's not a shot at Aaron Rodgers, like an incredible quarterback. Right, but Rodgers won his Super Bowl, what, 2009? So he doesn't even have a chip. Well, when did, no, when did Breeze? Breeze won his in 2009 and Rodgers in 2010, right? Uh, Are they not, let's see, uh, Breeze was Super Bowl 44. And this, we just had Super Bowl 53, so that would be 2010? The, or the season from okay. 2009. So 2010. Right, the 2009 season. Right, yeah. okay. So, anyway, so that would be interesting it comes out because a couple of those, like the Sporting News had Eric Weddle, when we talked about him last week, mm-hmm. as a starting safety on their team. So he had a couple votes from that stuff. Now, of course, it doesn't, that, that, those things don't necessarily matter um, because it's only the people who actually voted. But it's at least because at least something we brought up. I was going through something that Pro Football Journal had up, and um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting because he had 
Sporting News and Yardbucker both had, uh, and Yahoo actually had uh, Weddle. And then a couple of people had uh, Cam Chancellor. And then everybody else who's come out so far had Eric Berry as a starting strong safety. Mm. So there seems to be a split there. So my guess is that, I mean, personally, I'd probably put Chancellor first. Uh, although Barry's got a really good argument, but I, I just really like Cam Chancellor. Barry um, needs that really, really bad. Well, Weddle does? Yeah, Weddle needs that. No, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying, well, Weddle too, but Eric Barry does also. Because, oh, yeah, no cap. Yeah, because that, that, short, that short dynamic career, you, if you pop an all-decade thing, whether first or second, that should increase his chances, his chances uh, by quite a bit. I think Eric Berry is the one who... I'm sure there might be some others, but I think if anyone could benefit more from that, it might be Weddle and Barry at that position. Unless, I haven't really taken a, a good deep dive in all of this, but... And I think, I think just the whole story of Eric Berry is just incredible. He hasn't officially retired yet, but I imagine he's done. Yeah, I mean, he had maybe, what, two years now at this point? Yeah, I think it was like one Seven. game two years ago, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, so that might be, in case, because I don't know much how much I actually have to say to the Basketball Hall of Fame next, next week, and I don't think we're going to be that surprised by anything. So it might be interesting to speculate as to who we think might be the all-decade team if it doesn't come out. So. All right. And, and uh, oh, there's no bets here. So, like, I'm still only down four beers. Yay. Yeah, only down four beers, yes. So, yeah, it, it's interesting, though, like, some of the people who are unanimous on these lists and some of them who aren't. There are just certain, certain, certain uh, positions where it's up in the air and others are just completely locked in. So, mm-hmm. well, it's always interesting. And with that, <laughs> I, well, until next week. Excellent, sir. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.